Hello and welcome to the Spiritual Solopreneur Podcast. Today my guest is Aya Ghosh. Aya is a consciousness coach dedicated to exploring different dimensions of reality and consciousness for herself and her clients. She uses the Akashic Records, Transformational NLP or Neuro Linguistic Programming, and Qigong as her main tools of healing, growth, and transformation. Welcome, Aya. Thank you, Beth. So happy to be here. Thank you for being here. First of all, I want to thank you for the awesome, amazing Akashic Records reading that I had with you a few weeks ago. It was uh, it was extremely eye-opening, and um, we'll talk a little bit more about it later on. But for mm-hmm. right now, for those who aren't familiar, I thought we'd start with what are the Akashic Records? That's a gorgeous question. Akashic records are uh, holographic records of everything that happened in the universe, in the past, in the present moment, and all the possibilities in the future. And there are individual portions of these records as well. So there's a portion of me or Bev or um, the reader self that has the records of the soul's journey and what are the possibilities in the future that are available. And opening this records is such a wonderful way to access the guides and energetic healing that become available once you request it specifically. So I enjoy reading this for my clients and for myself. Wow, Th- these records can offer a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've heard that the Akashic records are stored or located in the Pleiades star cluster, which seems oddly specific to me. But uh, I thought I'd ask you, is is that a, a real thing? I'm not sure, to be honest. Okay. okay. You know, it's like the first thing is like, it's not something like a real book, right? So it's not something like that is stored in this library or in a specific place. So I don't have yes or no answer to that. And I'm also much more focused on the pragmatic aspect of how we can use this for ourselves. Right. Doesn't matter Um, where they are. (laughs) Not really. As long as we can access them. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Um, So what what do your clients typically come to you with? What kind of issues do you help them with? Um, I think there are two kinds. One is uh, somebody who wants to connect with their higher selves more and more or connect with their souls or connect with the universe. So this is sort of like an ascending current. Another is like whenever somebody has a stuck experience in real life and it can be, you know, unwanted experiences not, that's not shifting with money or with relationship or with work or pretty much anything in life they also come to me to shift the experience through the energetic healing with the guys. And in that case, a little bit combined with the traditional coaching session. Mm, Okay. So you mentioned that the records show uh, all the possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. So we can, can we access that and sort of pick (laughs) what we want? What possibilities, mm-hmm. the, which way we want it to go in the future? 
Yes. So I think our responsibility is always to choose. And that's one of the reasons why we have this incarnation on the earth. The soul's learning is to choose and get the feedback of the choice and choose again for additional possibilities or path in the future. And when I say there are like all the possibilities in the Kashyyyk records, it means there's potential for everything. And this is recorded in terms of if you choose this path, the possibility of that outcome is like higher or lower. So it's what I think what people are choosing is actually like the specific action or the stance so that they can get closer and closer to the possibility that they want to realize. Okay. So it's not like there's a list of, of outcomes and you can cheat. You can cheat. <laughs> not really. <laughs> That's too bad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so you also use uh, NLP. Mm-hmm. And Qigong, how do those fit in with uh, with your Akashic Records readings? Uh, I start with the Qigong. So whenever we access the information from the universe or like from the higher dimension, it's actually very important to be embodied because our body is the sort of like a bowl where we receive all of the information and our incarnation on this earth is realized through our body. And for example, our intuition is much, much better where we are more and more embodied. And you have greater access to your higher self when you're more embodied as well. And the feeling of relaxation and flow is also really important. And it can be something that can be felt in the body. So for that purpose, I really enjoy combining Qigong with the Akashic Records or NLP that are a little bit more, you know, like outside of the space. Right. And, so it's mm-hmm. like a meditative uh, state that you kind yes. of get in. Yeah. Yes. And uh, NLP goes really well because Akashic Records is a lot, it has more strength around something that is outside of your own life meaning like ancestral suffering that you you might be plugged into or any suffering that you have carried over through your past lives. And NLP has a little bit higher focus on whatever the beliefs that you created within this incarnation. So it's really, really nice to be able to combine these two so that both layers can be shifted together. Gotcha. So with the NLP, you're, you're uh, addressing patterns that yes. have been started in this lifetime. So you have access to this lifetime and past lifetimes combining those things. Yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That, that's a really great combination. I noticed in, uh, in my reading, um, you took me on a kind of, it was a little bit of a past life thing mm-hmm. and um, a picture popped into my mind right away. And I thought that was, I was really surprised because I was figuring, oh, this is not going to work. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. But I accessed a past life from, I guess it would probably have been the early 1900s or something like that. It was like mm-hmm. a horse and carriage type of, so so was I in a meditative state and and didn't really realize it, or is that just how it works? You, the the pictures just it, pop it's actually just how it works, and most people do have access to mostly pictures, but sometimes maybe the feeling or the sounds. 
especially when in the space of the classic course, because the access becomes more available. And what I like about the way I practice is that you might be in a more relaxed state, but you're definitely not hypnotized. So, you know, I, I'm sure you remember being conscious the whole time. So, yeah, you're still making choices and understanding everything that you experience in a conscious state. Yeah. Cool. So it's not a, it's not, not hypnosis at all. No. Um, so I, I, one thing I, I really loved about what you, you had mentioned something about, um, that I have had, uh, several lives on this planet and I've also mm-hmm. had a number of lives on other planets. Is that probably the case for most people? I don't know about the most um, because the experiences I have is really with each individual, but I do imagine there are many people who had experiences on the planets or places that are not the earth and who have chosen to come to the earth at this time point because the energy of the earth is ascending. And I imagine those souls to have decided to contribute to this movement. And I'm sure I'm, there are probably some souls who incarnation is more focused just on earth. Right. So, so, I mean, I'm fascinated by that because it makes us all ETs if we're, yes. <laughs> if we were. Speaking of the uh, ascension, um, mm-hmm. can you tell me a bit more about the reset or ascension or whatever it's being called now from your perspective? What's happening? Mm-hmm. So this is not the information that I received directly from my own guys, but the spiritual practitioners that I'm tuned into and that I trust, they're all, most of them are speaking about the earth shifting to the more of a fourth dimension energy from this year. And, you know, combined with the fact that uh, this is the dragon year, according to the Chinese zodiac, and the energy of the dragon is arousing. It's like... Um, really wavy like trembling energy Mm. and so it's a very very big shift that happened in the beginning of this year and i do understand that the process will accelerate from right now until maybe 2028 where most of the shift will be complete according to the current timeline that we're on And I notice in my clients that more and more people are reaching to connect with their higher selves or wanting to connect with your soul or understand what the soul's contract was to be on the earth right now. So I think everybody is connected to this energy, whether they're aware of this movement or not. Yeah. And, and I think more and more people, like you said, are just more interested in, you know, more and more people know about such a thing as a higher self yes. and, and guides and so on. And so, of course, yeah, you, you want to be connected if possible. Um, but I guess guides are, are constantly talking to you anyway, right? Yes, they, they are constantly talking to you. But I think people have different receptivity. So some people are more able to listen to what they're saying and some other people not really. And sometimes it's nice to ask concrete questions, then you get the answer. Exactly. What forms do the, the answers come in? Um, do you have, do you, I mean, 
some people probably hear actual words mm -hmm. or um, does it come through music or something like that or the environment? But I guess there it, are many ways, mm -hmm. right? It, there are many ways and it really depends on the individual. I think some people hear it concretely. Some people more get it as a direct download. So they just kind of know it without hearing it. Some people ex experience it as some kind of images or visuals. Other people experience it as synchronicity. So they just see things happening, you know, like, oh, I, I see butterfly every day kind of thing. Right. Um, like, um, so the other night, I usually just glance at the mm -hmm. clock before I turn the light off to go to sleep. So it said 1111. And then, and I thought, oh, that's nice, you know. <laughs> Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what the significance is, but it's, I think it's good. And yes. then, um, the next night, the, the same thing happened. I glanced at the clock to turn yeah. the light out. It was 11, 11 again. And I'm thinking, oh, will it happen a third time? <laughs> but it didn't, but hey, wow. I'm not going to be greedy. <laughs> That's actually such a synchronicity for me as well, because I was speaking with somebody today who told me that they saw that same number. So now I'm getting curious about it because this is the second time I hear about these numbers today. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to have to look that up and yes, see what's going for on sure. with it. Awesome. You mentioned something in my reading too that really intrigued me. So something along the line that there are guides or entities or something mm -hmm. like that that have influence on earth that maybe don't necessarily have the highest good in mm -hmm. mind that they're they're kind of looking for power can you tell me a little more about who these folks are mm -hmm. um so i think there are you know many kinds and i do imagine there are like um malevolent entities that are kind of looking at the earth but the ones that I directly deal with are the ones that are attached to people because it influenced the experience of myself or my clients in a not helpful way, so to say. And what I noticed based on my experience with the clients is that the, the human embryo has a, has a window of opening when you receive the soul. And it has to make that opening in order to receive the soul so that it can you know, carry on as a specific incarnation. But I noticed that there are malicious energies or entities who actually want to have this bodily experience for whatever their own reason. And these energies can come in with the soul at the same time because there is an opening there of the physical being. And from the human perspective, you can, one cannot distinguish which part is the soul and which part is not soul because the, the receive, the receiving of the energy is at the same time. And I do have made a lot of experiences working with the clients to remove these um, negative energies so that they can experience their soul without any additional flavors so to speak and yeah like other times i think they're malevolent entities that are attached to the family lineage and that are passed on to the younger ones and some of them do have like positive intent to help the lineage survive 
but not necessarily in a good way. For example, there can be an entity that attached to the ancestor when there was war, and that could have helped the ancestors in a survival kind of situation. But this entity can be passed down to the descendants who are not living in the war zone and can create the recurring survival pattern that's not helping the individual. So, you know, the motivation of those energies are mixed. Some do have positive intentions, but twisted methods that are outdated. Others are a little bit more purely malicious. Right. So is there any way to avoid having one of these things uh, enter you? Is there any way to, let's say you're you're Mm -hmm. expecting a child or an embryo, you wouldn't even know, Mm -hmm. I guess, an embryo is there. Is there any way to? I I think, you know, when these things are attached, when at the stage of the embryo or whatever, I think it's probably very difficult to avoid it unless the the human being already has a pretty high vibration and I would not rule that out. And I also don't see those people in my practice, to be honest. Right. Right. But what we can do is when we raise the level of our vibration or our energy, it becomes uncomfortable for those entities to be with us because it's not getting the negative juice that it wants. So if you keep working on yourself and if you keep introspecting and raise your energy level and emotions, you know, you have chances are higher that they will just leave. Uh, another reason to raise, keep raising the vibration as much as possible. And, and that's not so easy sometimes. Yes. Um, but what, what's your, what's your advice for raising the vibration? If you just don't feel like you can raise the vibration at that very moment. That's a gorgeous question. My advice is actually to work with somebody else. There are certain things where you just need another person's respect and attention and expertise to remove or change the energy. Um, I also really recommend general practice like Qigong, yoga, or meditation, or just do something that gives you a lot of joy. Right. Just get out of your head. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or even maybe just think about something that that made you happy in the past. I mean, anything, right? Yes. Just to raise it a bit. Yes. But thinking about something that, that made you happy in the past is very, very useful, but it's a little bit important not to make it like a daydreaming because your point of power for the consciousness is right now, here and now. And a lot of people spend time outside of their body thinking about the past or thinking about the future. And that kind of diminishes their own power right so it's really really nice to have memories that you treasure but don't turn it into daydreaming right gotcha okay um you you mentioned about um those of us who are here now Mm -hmm. um we probably chose to be here in or like right at this time 2024 Mm -hmm. to 2028 is the is is the big time um I think that's awesome and uh is there anything we can do other than just kind of watch what happens uh to accelerate the process Mm -hmm. I think the first thing we can all do is to choose to be part of this movement. 
So if you want to change your experience or if you want to raise the level of your consciousness or energy or if you want to choose the path of ascension, just make an intention and choose to do so. And I think things will accelerate much more. And yeah, otherwise, I think many things will start to shift for many people without too much effort sometimes and just allow it to shift because it can be a little bit scary when things just go so smoothly and so naturally, right? <laughs> but, you know, it's okay. It's we're, the way things work. And if that's your experience, great. We're not used to things working. <laughs> we're yes. Not, we're not used <laughs> to things going along nicely. <laughs> yeah. And there's a really good reason for that, right? For example, just think about of our body. We notice our body when there's pain or sickness, but actually normally our body is doing a brilliant job keeping the heartbeat, digesting food, breathing without you know, our conscious attention. So the intention to focus on negative things is to change the experience and to feel, but it should not become a pattern. Right, gotcha. So um, if if we're we're ascending, let's say to a higher vibration, and mm-hmm. um, presumably that is going to that would that should make my life smoother. I would think if I have. A, so where does the learning of the lessons come in? Is that already, I've already done that if I'm, if I'm now ready to ascend, so to speak? I'm sure you have already done so many learning in this life and also in the past lives. Mm. I think there are probably more learnings to come. So the path of ascension, you know, you would, you would imagine it to be smooth, but I'm sure there are a little bit ups and downs and there will be downs. It will be like surfing, but you will have more skills to ride the wave as well. So if there's more learning to come, that's great. And I think the most important thing is not to judge yourself or the experience that you're having. Just allow it to happen. Observe what's going on and carry on in a neutral stance. Right, that that observational uh, mm-hmm. stance is so important to just try to be sort of in the middle of things and not not get too high, yeah. not get too low. <laughs> yes, I would say. <laughs> awesome. Um, I want to encourage everyone to have an Akashic reading with you. Is there any preparation that one should do or could do prior to a reading? Um, I'm not, not really. I think if you have curiosity, I think the questions will naturally come in the session and your guides will also help you come up with the questions if you're stuck and I can also help as well. But if you already have some questions for your guides, that's also a really good preparation and observing your own experience of what it's like to be yourself every day is the best preparation you can do. Awesome. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to ask you about your business a little Mm -hmm. bit more. Um, do you have any advice for spiritual solopreneurs just starting out? Um, I know, you know, it can be a little bit scary kind of putting yourself out there with these kinds of gifts. What would you say to someone new coming, coming out with a business, starting a business in this area? I would like to first of all congratulate them for their decision to start their own business as a spiritual solopreneur or any business owner. And I think the advice I have is this is a 
great path of learning because having your own business magnifies your energy and your beliefs. And it magnifies both useful and unuseful energies and beliefs. So it's a really good way to find out what's actually working for you and what's not working in a very, very like a greater skill than one would normally experience. It's a great opportunity to learn, heal and grow. Right. So don't be afraid. Go out there and do it. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Um, Aya, where can people find out more about you and uh, book one of these readings? Uh, you can find me on my website, which is ayatransformation.com. And I would love to support any one of you for readings or healings. Awesome. Well, Aya, I want to thank you so much for being here today. Is there anything else that you would like to say to the audience just in terms of a uh, positive message to leave them with? Thank you. I, the message I want to convey is to be kind and compassionate with yourself. You're always doing your best, and this is the path of learning and growth. It's okay not to be perfect, even when you feel you could have done differently or better. It's okay to be kind and compassionate to yourself. That is great advice and and right on for me today as well. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Thank you so much. And uh, I will say until next time. Yes, until okay. next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.